When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Forever. Dog. kept saying this was like yeah i've looked on a bunch of lists everyone said this was a, a spooky movie a horror movie and i don't know if i agree yeah i mean it's the thing is especially wow. like when it came out in the 90s i feel like people were like oh there's like there's there's voodoo and like right you know Th- this movie is it's not a it's like the horror genre is like a very specific thing feels like um this movie is definitely uh unnerving in a lot yeah, of ways yes. yes yeah for sure um and it's the, and it's like it's like it's it's not creepy but it's like it's like unsettling it's like oh like this this is not, you're like oh my god and yeah, it's, it's a definitely eerie. a horror story for some of the women who are in it, like the characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, it's not like uh, it's. There's no jump scares. There's no, you know, you're not sitting on the edge of your seat. It's not that kind of uh, scary movie. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. It was on a couple of lists, but and 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 we have had people recommend this to us. But I'm glad we're doing it. Um, Same. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think I. I we should, we should give the maybe just give that warning now that uh, there's like you know maybe a slight sensitive trigger warning. topics yeah yes yeah, definitely sensitive topics in this movie um, but have yeah. you guys been to New Orleans because like it's such a it's such a like lively city and there is this kind of like voodoo stuff there and they have you know and it's like the, it's like you know, like with tourism, it becomes like a thing of like, oh, like that's fun. But I don't know, man. There's something about <laughs> voodoo and like. I, <laughs> I've never like, been. Know. I've never been, but I've always wanted to go. But just recently, I think I was talking to James a long time ago, but like I started researching um, like voodoo and religions that are unique to like um, biopic um, cultures, if you will. And like researching voodoo, like I. I grew up, you know, hearing about voodoo dolls and stuff like that and thinking of them like, you know, sacrifice and stuff. But then actually reading it, it's so not that, you know what I'm saying? They still believe in like a God. They still believe in God and stuff like that. It's it's a thing that got bastardized <laughs> by white Europeans. And it's so funny because I'm like, I grew up fearful of it, like straight up. Like, you know, the 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 spirits are coming back, you know, like even Princess and the Frog, like the main bad guy was a voodoo dude and he had like spirits dancing on the walls and shit. Um <laughs> Yes. And so I don't know, it was it's just very fascinating hearing or even this movie I think respects it in a way where it's like, you know, because we're taught what it actually is, is wrong, which makes sense because we're learning about American history and how much that's been tweaked. 
but it's just fascinating that like this religion that still believes in God, people probably don't even know that they do. You know what I mean? They they don't know that they don't worship devils and stuff like that and spirits. It's just like a very fascinating. Um, I'm very intrigued by Buddha, if that makes sense. Eat. But never been to New Orleans. Want to go? Yeah, yeah I've mean, never been either. Yeah, would you ever get a voodoo doll? I'll, I don't like dolls because dolls freak me out. So I would never get a doll, but I but I would the thing is I don't know. I was oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> he just reminded me that my um uh my uh aunt uh Annie, she she's passed away, but she had um a like glass case full of dolls mm-hmm. in her Wow in in, in one of her rooms. Like just a bunch of dolls. Like you would walk in the room, there's just like a bunch of dolls in this glass case. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, so- I, I, but I, as a kid, not knowing anything about it, like knowing the bastardized version of, of voodoo, did think that like something like that would be cool to have. Like I did, like I do remember really thinking, like, wow, if I had the ability to just because I wasn't a I mean you have all seen me I'm a very thin <laughs> dude and like I had a lot of enemies okay and I <laughs> what are you and a you, rapper had a lot yes, of enemies yes I was a rapper <laughs> and um, and I and it, I always thought that like yeah if I since I can't fight back if I just had something that I could just like all I have to do is just <laughs> you know like in tales from the uh tales from the hood when he just rips up his his stepdad like and yes. crumbles him like yes. i, oh, I would have if i could something like that if i had that ability i would i as a kid i always thought that that'd be cool man i always wanted to go my, my the, the trip i want to take my parents on they've always wanted to go to um new orleans um and and once i get some money that that is that is my goal is to like like i would have to drive them but drive them yeah. over to new orleans and like that would be fun yeah, man. Like I had, yeah. I had a lot of friends who went down there and volunteered after um, Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a lot of friends who did that for like, that was the spring break thing people did uh, when I was in college. Like wow. went down to That's New Orleans nice. and like helped out. I, I did not go. Um, I felt bad, but I was like, <laughs> I don't have no money just to be well, going. On these <laughs> well, when you do take your parents down there eventually, you got to go to Cafe Du Monde. Uh, and get some beignets. That's the that's the place where you sit outside, and there's like these little they called beignets. Oh, you see them in um, what do you call that movie? Uh, Princess and the Frog. Like that's the thing she's serving uh, all the time. I, also, everyone remember that Jonathan Braylock filmed an episode of <laughs> oh, CSI yes. New Orleans. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so you got to spend was yeah. it a week? Did you get to spend this week down there? Like I think it was like four 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 days, maybe five. Um, My uh, man got flown yeah. first class to New Orleans, baby. Uh, but yeah, you got to go to Cafe Dumont and you got to go to Ease Bayou. <laughs> um, it's just a really, you know, just some sightseeing. What are you looking at? Yeah, what did you, hey, you, you just locked, you, you just like stared dead eyed at something off. No, I was just saying like, you know, you got to go to Cafe <laughs> Dumont. You know, they got the great beignets and uh, make you. just sure you stop by Ease Bayou. Don't say it again. <laughs> Not explain what like, you're talking is, about. Yeah, where are you is, looking? You, I was just, I'm just imagining. <laughs> no, it's just such a great place, you know. I'm just like picturing my mind's eye. Do you, do you, do you say a thing and don't want to see our reaction to it? Is that why you do it? Is that why? Because I've been noticing he will say a thing and it will just like look off, like we're not. 
One, like we're not waiting for it. And two, you know, it's a great place to look. East no, by East. no, no, I don't want to. No, we don't want to. Okay, let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan, What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! Bad girl. Bad girl. That's the one you picked? I honestly couldn't think of a single line. The whole cold open, I was going, what, oh, the, what is my line? That was scary. <laughs> wow. And then, at the, and then at the last minute, I remembered that, that terrifying part of the movie. That was the scary part. It, I know people said this movie was scary. That was the scary part. That was the scary I mean, part. I mean, it was. You're right. I mean, honestly, you know, Journey crushed it. So, you know. Yeah. So... Uh, for those of you who are listening to us for the first time, you should know that these melodic tones Ugh, on no. your earbuds, <laughs> Jonathan Braylock. Oh, if y'all can see the way he just—he <laughs> was squirting from was like, side to side, he was <laughs> moving around the whole time. It was Eyes uncomfortable. <laughs> um, for everyone at home, this cool—I can't do it. I can't. I, yes, I try. It doesn't. I'd break. I break too easy. This is Gerard Milligan. And for everybody at home <laughs> listening to to these sounds, <laughs> we got a pimp on the podcast. It's James the Third. The oh pimp. man, um, <laughs> we are a film review podcast. We do review films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Yeah. And today we are reviewing. <laughs> The 1990, is it six or seven? seven? It is seven, right? 1997 film, Eve's Bayou. Oh, yeah. This stars uh, Journey Smollett, Megan Good, Samuel Jackson, and then let me see some of these other ladies, Lisa Nicole Carson, Mm -hmm. Lynn Whitfield, Debbie Morgan. This film is also directed by a black woman. Hey, written by her. Lemons. And written by her. Casey mm-hmm. Lemons. And did you say you had some you had a little something to talk was this the well, person yeah. you're talking about? So so basically what is very cool what I what I peeped is like later on we get to it. Um there was an episode, I think um episode eight or nine of Lovecraft Country. And Journey Smollett's character wears the same shirt that her mom wears in 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 a scene in this movie. And again, it's not a big deal. It's just that like if you like if you watch this movie and you see her outfit, it's like, oh shit, they paid homage to like the mom. It was like it's just a very cool gotcha. little thing. Also, the thing I love about um the director, um, is it how do I say it? uh Casey? Mm-hmm. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, the thing that's Casey. cool about her is that I love that she was an actress and then you know got to write and direct this movie and this movie is in the um national film reserve i believe uh um, wow um, yeah wow i think i i think got inducted because it because it does talk about race in a really cool way that isn't like black people being oppressed by white folks so i thought that was a very cool thing and i'm really happy it's in there so it's in there with you know uh 
um, do the right thing. You know, I think Black Panther's in there now. So, yeah, the, you know, I, I think living. it's fair to say this film is pretty legendary. Uh, now, when it came out, it only made uh, $14 million in the box office. Uh, but very popular with critics, 82%. Um, uh, on Rotten it was Tomatoes, only 90%. The budget audience. was only four. Yeah, the budget so was only four. Million? So it did yeah. it did well. Yeah, it 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 made. Money Wait, did this get sure. any Oscar any Oscar um, love? <laughs> Why you laughed? That was like a real. No. What are you talking? Are you no, that was <laughs> Wait, that was real. No, it wasn't for no. the film. That wasn't for the film. It was just for the like. You think the Oscars are looking at this movie was black, so? Black first black. off, come on. They this is a movie I feel. You know what? You're right. You right? <laughs> oh wait, hold up. You know what? I'm tripping. Because in all like, honesty, like I, I, I forgot we've been doing this podcast for the last five honestly, years. Right. And because I, I literally was gonna say, yeah. my my next words were, but um, the color purple, and I was like, a white dude directed that. It, yeah, yeah. It was nominated for seven NAACP awards. It won a Chicago. It won, uh, let's see, Debbie Morgan won Best Supporting Actress from Chicago Film Critics Award. Uh, broadcast film critics gave Journey uh, best child performance. Um, yeah, it won like some, you know, uh, 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 what do you call oh. these awards? Like indie awards. Yeah, she like know? Journey won a Critics' Choice, but like it's, but come, I, all right. I know we're not supposed to like harping on the Oscars, but like, come on, man. Like this movie was well shot. This movie, like the kid acting in this movie, I was mean, like this movie was very well shot. This movie, the acting in this film. It is like, insane. It's off the chain. Journey. Oh my god! Yeah. Is Journey is so, so good. <laughs> good. It's truly like it's one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, okay, I know Journey is a good act actress. You know what I mean? Like I I know she she's very good. So at times I like forgot. I was just, I I forgot about the fact that she was such a small child. Yeah, like I, yes, she was on the Cosby Show, but it was just like you're like watching this and you're just like. You're like, yeah, that's Journey. She's really good. And then I kept watching. I'm like, but she's the lead of this movie. <laughs> and she's acting up against, like, very good actors. Like, she's, you know, in scenes with Dude. Tabby Morgan and Lynn Whitfield and Samuel L. Jackson. These are very good actors at the top of their game in yeah. a major motion picture in 97. And she's crushing I mean, it. not only that, but there's certain shots of her just, like, looking <laughs> And it's like, yo, this child is too good. Like her, like the mischievous look. The I'm about to screw y'all over. Like when she fucks with her brother at one yeah. point. It's so. It is. It like it. And I, nothing against other child actors, but there are some child actors who get who who have gotten way, especially little white boys, have gotten way more praise for performances that are not as i think complex as journey's performances in this movie no no and and that i remember that there was some new york casting director thing that that um cat went to and he was talking about how like he remembered auditioning like natalie portman when she was when she was young and a thing that he said about it was like a lot of a lot of um like actors that were child actors and transitioned are are technically like as like were as good as they are now back then like and you can like see and and watching this not remembering like i had seen this as a, as a kid but watching this uh now being like and knowing how she is now like in lovecraft and stuff it was like yeah she's 
she's as technically good <laughs> then <laughs> as she is now, you know, like just with more emotional experience to, you know, to infuse into the into the work now. Like she's she's great in this. I mean, <laughs> and it's it, and it's crazy. I mean, she's good when you see Megan good and like again, I with it sucks is I didn't know I knew this movie existed, but for instance, for me, like my first um introduction to Megan Good was in like Cousin Skeeter and stuff like that. So like yeah. Megan Good was the actress I've always had a crush on, but I've never like yes. seen her like she Megan Good yeah, was she's in like, this. What, like 14 of Yeah, like she was yeah. so good. She was emote. And the thing is, like, I never would have frustrated is that yes, Journey is able to do Lovecraft Country right now. Like, you know, Misha Green had her on Underground. They both went over their Lovecraft Country, which is great. Now Journey's getting a chance to do all these movies. Making Good, of course, has had a career. But there's something that's very frustrating about the fact that they were so good and so young. And that, again, mm-hmm. like like Brillock was saying, like if this, these are like two white boys, like their career would have been drastically different. It wouldn't have taken so long for them to come truly household names. Like, again, we've probably known Journey because we watched Full House, you know, because we're black or stuff like that. But like I feel like for <laughs> the most of the country, like this is the year you've heard of um, journey because of um, uh, what is it Harley Quinn and now Lovecraft where this girl's been around since she's been like six or seven and I'm like it wouldn't be the what's that little boy name from the room uh, or room that little boy and everything the, <laughs> the little boy is everywhere I just like come on man I watched that little boy he being everything I watched what is it uh, uh, the young girl from from Stranger Things she fucking Instagram be following her everywhere she goddamn go and like it's instant when it's a little white kid I love her though they're all <laughs> my point is that they're all she good she great though they're all good but but the trajectory yeah but the trajectory isn't the same like we talked about this when we talked about the beast I mean beast of no nation my man from my man from I mean who knows if it was a a, a contract thing but my man from um, Moonlight is in uh, oh no my man from Beast is in Spider-Man Far From Homecoming, but he's not in uh, Far From Home. He just, They just didn't bring him back. They <laughs> brought like, all why? the other kids back. They brought all the kids back except him. He was the only kid that didn't come. Even the kids with under fives came back and like did the did the news reports and stuff. And it was like, they were just like, nah, but we can't get, we can't oh get him back. But that's frustrating. And again, like watching this movie, it was really cool. Because, you know, I'm going to just admit it right now. I have a, a, like, watching Lovecraft, you know, I think I'm in love with Journey, you know, because I think, you know, we're destined in, in the future, you know, to be in love, you know. So watching the younger her act, I was like, I'm so mad for you. Even though you, it's frustrating because I understand, like I'm saying, like this person is now famous. But to have this movie come out in 1997 and not have her have whatever the next big thing was in 98, 99, 2000. The next movie I saw her in was fucking Roll Bounce. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, what was it? Or the Denzel, The Great Debaters. You know what I mean? I don't know. This shit is driving me crazy. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about this film, though, because it is pretty incredible. Um, he's by you. Uh, let's see. The, the only other thing, I guess the short little explanation <clears throat> is this is a movie set down, you know, not not actually in New Orleans, but like I guess like in Louisiana, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the in the in the, in the bayou. bayou. <laughs> um, you know, we have like, and they're kind of a Creole family. There's a little French spoken, um, and so you have these uh, 
Journey is one of three children uh, with Samuel Jackson and uh, Lynn Whitfield's character. They're both, what is it? Batiste? Batiste. I don't know. John, Batiste. Jean-Claude Batiste. Um, yes. And Samuel Jackson is the dad. He is a doctor. Um, very early on, we, uh, you know, Journey kind of sees him uh, commit, caught in the act of infidelity. Uh, kind of has to keep that secret. And uh, I don't know. It's like hard. It's hard to describe the plot. It's kind of just that. It's just the, the unraveling of this family. I mean, it opens heavy. Um, it opens legit with the VO. Yeah. The I killed my dad when I was nine. I was like, damn. Yeah, like, that's, what, <laughs> yeah. that's what this movie's about. <laughs> when right. I was nine. Right. Oh my! Because I had never seen it. Damn. Yeah, and my my memory of it, my mismemory of it was like, yeah, and then like halfway through she kills him, and then the second half is uh, crazy. Like, like, <laughs> it like goes insane. But <laughs> fully misremembered what happened. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 Per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eat something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earnin.com slash T-O-S for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we, are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast, Smartless, on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road, ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. So, you open Google Chrome on your phone, you're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with, when you're supposed to be working. But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Do we want to talk about uh, initial thoughts? Yeah, I'll go. I had never seen this movie. I remember... You know, my auntie's watching it, but they kicked all the kids out. And I just have never seen it. I've never seen like a rerun on like BET or nothing like that. Um, but I kind of knew what it was about. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought it was shot beautifully. I, it is very frustrating. I need to stop comparing things to the Oscars, but this just feels like an Oscar worthy movie. It was like, it was shot well. The cinematography was great. Um, the music, the direction, like the acting from everybody. Like, I mean, Sam Jackson, who was barely in the movie, like you, he was almost too slick that you couldn't trust him. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Megan Good was, again, I don't have siblings, but Megan Good, like her relationship with him felt uncomfortable from the very beginning. Like I was like, oh, so this is probably like I, I just thought it was is really cool. I thought, you know, again, like I like I said at the top, I do have this fascination with like voodoo and like um, things of that nature. So to see it and not see it be like. I guess they did, but like to see it, like I'm not about to put a spell on you, and like there was no voodoo dolls, and and even like the quote unquote witch definitely goes, what voodoo doll? Like she literally addresses why they ain't doing no goddamn voodoo dolls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I thought that was very very smart. I'm I'm a fan. I, I really like this movie. Um, Should have got an Oscar nom, but I'm a, what got nominated in '98? Let me look this don't shit look up. it up. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> it's not gonna. You're not gonna feel good. Best picture. I, I'll I'll go. Um, I this is probably my s- second time seeing it all the way through, uh, but this was also one of those like uh, I've talked about. The, only a couple of these have come up on the podcast, but this was one of those like uh, when it came on on like HBO or Showtime or whatever. This was one of those like, oh, am I going to get to see a sex scene <laughs> movies <laughs> that I would like <laughs> flip around <laughs> to? And like, it's so funny to watch it now as an adult because it was like just them rubbing against. <laughs> That's what the kid even. <laughs> but as a kid, but as a kid, I was like, hey, uh, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, the the a- acting is just fantastic. I was so uneasy. Well, like like Samuel Jackson made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> like he was such a he was so charming and so like and also like you were like but he he's sleeping around with people so like he's sleazy and like maybe stuff maybe there's bigger things going on behind uh behind closed doors um and like but then in the scene when he gets shot it's like oh I was no shot was like, so cool <laughs> like don't you don't want him to die even though you're like even though you feel like maybe he uh 
uh, uh, maybe he molested molested his daughter and like all like there's all this stuff, but he still but his something about his behavior, his uh, portrayal of that is so uh, powerful. Um, uh, all of the women in this were f- fantastic, and like and to that same end, like we're like we're complaining about and all these women have careers, but you know it's like they should all be bigger than they are every single one of them (laughs) like they should all have all of the money in the world they should be in every movie that gets made and it's it's really a shame that a movie this well made uh came out in 98 and like and yeah and great that it's in the film registry because it should be um you know but it should be like every everybody should know this movie and should be talking about this movie yeah, um, the, uh, this film is incredible. This is one of those films that you watch and you go, okay, so uh, we can do this. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like we've been women, doing this, <laughs> you know, it's like 100% has the capability to create an incredible, fi- like this film is is 100% better than a lot of the Oscar nominated movies that not just came out that year but just in that in that decade, you know what I mean? And um again, you, you know it's not like to take away from other things, it's just to go this this is the exact type of movie, you know, that uh, awards films uh the award seasons look for. They're looking for films that touch on these uncomfortable topics that are beautifully shot, that are incredibly well acted, um, you know, that have like this sense of, it's such a, it's such a filmmaker's film too, because like I can imagine like sitting in the theater, like it's like the, 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 the score for this movie is incredible. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, just like you're like kind of listening to it. You're like drawn in, you're kind of, you're just like, what's going on? There are so many times in this movie where I laughed and it was like somewhat uncomfortable laughs, but I also feel like the way that it was edited and shot was like, it was supposed to be like shocking. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, there's a quick, not to spoil too much, but there's like a, there's like a, this quick cut. They see this boy dead and then it quickly cuts to them go, like cheering, yes. like all the little kids being like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa, like, like it's that's hilarious. Like, <laughs> and it's so disturbed. Like the the juxtaposition of that was so disturbing. Um, um, but yeah, like it, it's 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 so frustrating to know one, how hard Casey had to fight to even get this made. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she needed um you know, it, it really, it got, it, it, one of the, re- the main reasons it got made was because of Samuel Jackson, mm, um, wow. just like bringing his star power to it. Wow. Um, uh, cause you know, he was kind of a big star at the time. I mean, it still is obviously. And, um, but even so like, and she, and she was an actress like that people knew, but it, did, it you know, um, mm-hmm. but this was her, you know, first, first film she got to direct. And then like <laughs> the next, like, you know, film that she gets to direct, like that people actually know, you know, is Talk to Me, which came out. Wow. Let's see, how many years What's later? 20, like, so she directed five? some film. Like 2010, 2006. Uh, 2007. Damn. Oh my God, 2007? <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, according to IMDb, she directed one film, bef- you know, in between, which is called The Caveman's Valentine. But, like, I'm just looking at it. It's like some. 
you know, crime film, like Samuel Jackson's also in it, but it's just like, you know, I, I, whatever. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It just looks like a movie that like didn't ever think it was going to do well. And, you know, it's, it's kind of just like, yeah, you can do a thriller again, I guess, you know, Samuel Jackson's (laughs) going to be in it. Fine. We'll make it. But like, um, yeah, it's so, it's so frustrating because it's so good. And it made 14 million off, uh, off of 4 million, meaning it was profitable. And I'm sure they didn't like give it the time of day in terms of advertising and stuff like that. So it's frustrating, but I, I really think everyone should see it. If you haven't seen it, uh, please, I would watch it before listening to this. So obviously. Hollywood yeah. is telling me the full Monty is better than Ease Bayou. Do you, do y'all niggas remember the full no. Monty? I don't even so think that's her. what they're saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not what no, an no, Oscar. No, 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 James. Okay. All right. <laughs> best picture means these are the best movies that came out no. in a year. So you telling means, me no. a movie with these old no. ass British it dudes means, stripping? Because no, it means. Because what it means is it means it's like these are the people who we like, and these are the people who paid the most money, and. These are the people who, I don't know, maybe a couple of us have had sex with, and we, we that felt good. <laughs> and also, like, and then, and also, like, these are the people wow. who, like, maybe I did a line with them once. You know wow. what I mean? Like that. I feel like it's that. You know, it's like, and then they're like, and let's give them a statue. There is no fucking way. And I and I and I, and I want to I want to really preface this. There is because again, this is the same shit that pissed me off about Selma. There was, bruh. I seen the full Monty. We don't study that shit in no film school. All right? Like that shit ain't in like it it ain't in Big the Ass British. Rock is a funny song though. Is that movie in the fucking British film reserve or some shit? <laughs> no. Is it an American one? No. But this Big Ass Rock? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Shall we get started? Yeah. I this. love as good as it gets. I just watched it. Is it better than Ease by You? No. No. It's yeah, Jack but, Nicholson but being Jack a Nicholson weird is racist. I, first off, and I want to say this because I won't come at Jack. Jack Nicholson is my favorite actor of all time. But in as good as it gets, Jack Nicholson is a racist homophobe. All right? He won an Oscar. Everyone's like, this movie's fucking great. He kind of becomes a better person. Fucking Eve's Bayou has performances from every one of his leads and it teaches you about something you never heard of. Fucking... As good as I get, it's in New York. It's a racist, sexist dude. He's homophobic. He's mean as shit to animals. And it's like, that shit's supposed to be funny. And I love Jack Nicholson. You telling me these black people didn't deserve to get a nomination for teaching us about one fucking witchcraft? Talk about John Baptiste. I'm looking at Journey cry her little ass off. <laughs> Sam Jackson with this wig. Come on, the wig alone, Bray. What, what I'm mad at more is just the lack of, like, you know, respect and opportunities that they got. They didn't, you know, they didn't get the Nigga, you opportunities know. You know. that they should have gotten you from know. this movie. People should have watched the movie. Like, this is incredible. Obviously, you can create films. Like, please make this movie. You know, what do you want to make next? Anyway, uh, it seems like some of them are cashing in now. Like, it took, the ch- it, took it 20 years, like literally 20 plus years for them to start getting, you know, um, like Casey Lemon's, it, like 
is directing way more now than she did then, you know? And it's because people were like, why was she never directing before? Um, you know what's happening. People are like, oh, snap, maybe we shouldn't just get this white dude this movie because he white. Let's find somebody who's been directing for 20 fucking years who did great movies and give them a quote-unquote shot. Right. A shot. Yo, the, the, man... The confidence of an average white dude. <laughs> like, I'm not talking about one who's exceptional. I'm talking about average. Like, the Mick G. I'm going to start naming directors. It's going to burn my career. You just, you just, said, right. you just out it. of nowhere right. said Mick G. <laughs> Here are my like, things about Mick G, though. All right. I like those Charlie's Angels no, movies. No, no, bro. <laughs> the thing is, those. I like those no, Charlie's listen, Angels those, movies, though. Those movies are fun, but my point is that these people have a chance to just do whatever they he want. Did a fine, he did movies. like a fine job with Terminator 4. I mean, I hate Terminator 4, but he, but he did like a fine job. Like, like the look of but Terminator James, 4 was okay, you know? My point is if a black woman had directed that movie and they would have got that much hate and have did that poorly, she would not direct again for 30 no, years. No, no, you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. that's all I'm she saying. Like, I'm not trying to come at him or uh, Brett Ratner, you know? I'm just Don't saying act like Rush Hour was fired up. But what I'm Don't saying is Don't act like Rush Hour fired up. <laughs> they get a chance to do whatever they exactly. want. And like that You know what's sucks. funny though too to that same end? I know we're not talking about this movie, but um, when, when Brett Radner directed Red Dragon, that sequel to uh, Silence of the Lambs, on the, the, the entire DVD commentary is him talking about all the people he had to ask <laughs> to help him do a scene. Like, he's like, oh, I, could, I wouldn't have been able to get through the scene if it wasn't for, you know, but it was like, but it didn't seem like he was just giving them credit. It seemed like he didn't know what to do. <laughs> and like, need, like, it didn't sound like somebody being like, thank you for being there for me. It sounded like somebody being like, I, pff, ah, I was asked out if it wasn't for this. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm tired, man. Like, and, and you know what? You guys are right. I shouldn't have looked at the Oscars. I did. I shouldn't have. I need to stop putting so much weight on it. You're right. Because this shit just makes me mad. Like, why did it take Misha Green? Like, for real, for Let's talk about Journey. We got we to gotta talk about this movie. Okay. Oh, okay. you're right. Let's, oh, okay. you're right. No, okay. yeah. Let me say. Let's, let's, celebrate, let's, talk let's celebrate this movie for a second. <laughs> All right. You're right. You're right. Let me not trash Hollywood for being trash to black people. All right. We we trashed them. Okay. No, not enough. Um, this, um, I... I I wait. Can you guys talk about the opening monologue for this movie? Because I, I like kind of heard it, but it was so low on my thing, and then we eventually put on subtitles. Um, so well, I it was quick. Like, hear. was it? It wasn't like a full. It wasn't like a full monologue, right? It was like, no, a, she, hey, she, like she said the history. She said the history of um um we're on this land, um named after a nurse that saved um I don't know if John Baptiste was a Confederate or a Union worker, but like. It was a former slave who saved a general or something like that. He freed her. And then as a reward or some shit, she bore him like 16 babies or some bullshit. <laughs> like, that's okay, reward. And they are descendants of John Baptiste. And then, you know, she was nine when she killed her dad. That's how we got into it. Right. And then we open on like a party. Um, and... You know, it's like, it's cool. I mean, it's just amazing to see. And you have to really think about this in the 90s too. The 90s, which is an era uh, where um, hood films are kind of like the films that mo- that Hollywood 
has allowed black people to make. They don't really let them make films like this, where you have a middle class, upper middle class black family, you know, uh, other upper middle class, you know, <laughs> black families. They're like partying in a house. They're just drinking. You know, it's like not quite Great Gatsby, but it's like, you know, this feeling of just like, yeah, they're just like, these just people partying. You see the children playing, you know, Journey loves playing pranks on her little brother. Uh, uh, they're like running around the house. There's a, you know, man dancing with, with his wife, getting really getting nice oh, and frisky. Man. Always, always a little weird when you have that, the one, you know, one couple <laughs> at the barbecue Yo. just being like, what are you... <laughs> Yeah, like they're they children have, they have around. Just hands on the ass. Just hands. Yo, my man was just <laughs> in it. I was like, good God, brother. What the woman say if she don't get her ass yeah. out of my face? <laughs> and then they took away the subtitles for whatever the insult was. They were like, we'll give you the subtitles for the first half. But then they took them away for, the, for whatever, whatever she was saying she was going to do if she didn't do it. Oh, that was oh, great. Oh, man, I thought it was awesome. Um, And then... uh. Uh, but then at some point, Journey gets, uh, you know, her character gets upset. What's her character's Eve. name? I got to Eve. I got to Eve, obviously. Because it's her by you. <laughs> it's not her by you. She's it's named her by you. Eve's by No, Eve. no, it's her. The, the by you belongs to her. That's her what they, that was another thing they said in the opening monologue. Oh you, you just gosh. missed it. They, they named the by you yeah. after her. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Eve gets upset because her dad isn't. Or her dad. We don't kind of learn this later. We actually don't really. I didn't fully no. fully get it at the time. Other than somebody was like, "Why aren't you dancing?" She's like, "I can't dance." And then she runs away and she runs into like a shed, and then she falls asleep. And then when she she's woken up by her dad having sex with another oh, yeah. man's wife. Oh, Uh-oh. beginning of the movie. Just uh, rubbing up against each other. But to a kid, I was like, "Yeah, that, that's okay. definitely sex as a kid." <laughs> yep. I mean, I mean, you know that that was. Yeah, I I think it I might think have so been too, sex yeah, right. too. We don't know. Yeah, I actually no. I mean, I mean what she you says. See. Right. right. For and all the says, kids that listen oh, to the podcast, going, but what soft core can I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jay's. Wow. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was trying to be authentic to my experience. I I, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. This, but no. But when Journey sees this, she. Like she scream, like she doesn't even scream. That's like that kid scream where like you're in trouble and you're like you lose all the air in your body. But this was the moment when I was like, "That's the same shit." Like what she did right there felt like episode three of Lovecraft when she's when I won't say any spoilers, but episode three when it's like oh, all on yes. her dealing with her house. I was like, this is the same shit. Like, she's so, (laughs) she was capable of so much back then. Like, it's so wild. It's crazy. And she, and, and, you know, Samuel Jackson's like, oh, hey, honey, yeah, you, yeah, remember, you know her, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, And she's like, oh, you scared us. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for scaring you. I'm sorry. Like, her immediately apologizing, I was like, oh, man, this is so, (laughs) this is what women have to deal with. (laughs) Like, where, like it's just such a sad thing of just like women apologizing because a man did something horrible yes. and then just like I'm sorry and you're just like oh my god she this little girl clearly freaked out 
goes in and tells her older sister about it, what she saw. And of course, her older sister, played by Megan Good, is just like, no, you didn't see that. And then, and then walks her through a whole nother scenario. Now, this was incredible filmmaking. It was, it was really great. <laughs> she literally is like, that's not what you saw. What you saw was this. And they, and they have, and then they replay the kind of scene with Megan Good right by her sister's side, hand on her shoulder. And they're like watching it happen the way that she's describing it. Like, this is what you saw. Yeah. I and mean, like, and, and all of the, all of the things that happen, like she still knocks, they still knock over the bottle. Yeah. Like all of the stuff, all the beats happen. But it's just, it's just kinder and like it through a through a through you know through a, gl- a glassy eyed like. <laughs> but also not the directing really and Bray, I think you might have been hinting at this. The directing, it, her directing was so good, and she has a couple scenes that I thought were just like fantastic, which I personally don't know how she did, and I'm very curious. Like her blending of the bedroom and this flashback was so good because how we get to this flashback is we kind of like. Like just slightly go in on Megan and and journey a little bit. Now we're back in uh, the boat room. We've moved the camera. Now they're standing there, but as it moves a little bit more, they're back in the bedroom as Megan is finishing. That's what you saw, and I'm like, this piece of filmmaking is so good and was so smooth. And she does it again later on when like the aunt is talking about her husband who was murdered in the mirror, and I'm like, this shit is so. Like, she's so crafted. And I'm like, the fact that this woman didn't direct again for another 10 years, I'm just like, how? how? Mm. So good. So good. I Like, honestly, so fascinated by her. Uh, yeah. And Megan was um, great. Megan was great. Yeah. There's also just, like, so this whole entire film, <sighs> here's how you know the directing is great. Because the performances match the the camera movements matches the cinematography and the color you know kind of correction and it matches it matches the editing and it matches the the score like everything is like feels somewhat like a dream there's like this kind of thing about this movie of just like your memory is you know uh, yeah yeah it's very malleable because it's just like Thing, there are things that we remember, we forget, like we want to forget, you know, things that, you know, it's like your mind protects you at times. Um, when you're and like, influenced by like just someone else saying something, it makes you question it a little bit. Like, wait, really? Yeah. And they, and even the way that it, the, the script, even the way the script is written, or, or at least how it comes out, is like, you don't fully understand. There are some details that we're saying that you don't actually even get fully until a little bit later on. They like, they kind of like, put things in they cement things like later they're like no no no. this is like we don't it's not like a hundred percent like oh these are the three kids and that's this person this that person you kind of like you you learn like as you keep as you keep watching you're like okay yeah that is this that is that you know but they <laughs> uh, one of the best moments of this I, I don't know how much this is skipping ahead is with um uh the the sister uh samuel jackson's sister so like Eve's aunt, um, when you find out that like three of her husbands have died. Oh man. <laughs> like yes. the way that you find that out, like I forget she just says something and she's just like, oh, and she like, you know, it always happens. And she puts like a picture up against the other two pictures, and you're like, wait a minute, yes. what? Three die yeah. in tragic ways? 
Yeah. And this, this was this, right. This was another example of that, like, um, you know, memory layered on top of another memory, like where they, they like pan out and she's like trying to tell the story and they pan out and there's in the mirror, there's just three men staring in the mirror that like, (laughs) you know, like it's really, really powerful. Scene was so beautiful because she also admits um, how we get into it is like her and because you know, basically, you know, skipping ahead is like, you know, in that scene, uh, uh, Eve tells her that, you know, she saw her dad, she basically saying her dad cheats. She's like, you know, me and your dad are similar. It's just that I didn't have kids to catch me. Um, and then she goes into how the husband who loved her the most died. And then she confesses that he was killed mm-hmm. by a lover. And I mean, just seeing, just seeing her go to the mirror Seeing the actions play out, I was like, oh, shit, are we doing this? Uh, lighting is still the same. Seeing Journey walk up, and I'm like, okay, cool. They're probably behind her. I was like, so we're going to just see this play out because the dudes are probably just behind them. But when she, like, walks through the glass into the scene, I'm like, yo, this is great. And then she just turns back around, and, like, Eve is there. I was like, this, honestly, I was like, filmmaking-wise, this is great. And also, it was such an interesting way to have this flashback without doing a traditional flashback. It's like, it's still in real time, if you will. Um, so we don't lose sight of the characters. Right. I thought that was, I thought that was so smart. Um, God. Yeah. And the perform like, uh, Lynn Whitfield in this, like, look, they are beautiful. Like, beautiful. <laughs> so like at some point Eve's like, oh, but like mama, like, you know, mama's the most, you know, beautiful woman in the world. They like say that like the, Samuel Jackson says that Megan Good says that, you know what I mean? Like they're like repeating these things and she is like, she's striking. She's beautiful, but there's something, there's like something about her that feels uneasy. You don't know, like in the beginning, you're not, you're not sure if it's her. You're not sure if it's, you know, what she's experiencing. There's like, there's just like this, you're like, what, what's yeah. going on? Like, why, why is everyone so like, feels so weird? Um, and then, when uh the sister is like doing all of her readings you know and you're like okay so there's some like weird you know voodoo kind of magic happening in in this house um man that was yeah Even, i don't know she called but, it counseling and then, and then this run of scenes she called was it counseling great. yeah she's a counselor yeah um, so it wasn't voodoo she was counseling and they're like we just let later they, we hear them say like we just let her do that because we know she's crazy like, <laughs> but I thought something I mean even what you're saying um, the mom it was so interesting because she almost she almost was like a Stepford wife where she was so pretty she was still smiling but you could see behind her eyes she was cracking uh, and I thought that right. was such because I feel like a performance like that will get looked over because you know she's not chewing up scenery but like you can see the pain in this woman in almost every scene, um, knowing that, you know, the moment she came out at the beginning is like, what's wrong with her? You know, the fact that Sam Jackson was talking to the door, like, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with you? Like she says it. And like, we all know some right. shit went down and she knows. I, I don't know, man. I, I thought that she was fantastic. I mean, the aunt was by far my favorite character, I think, of the whole thing. Because she was going through so much. Yo, let me, I'm not going to compare her to whoever else nominated for Best Supporting Actress. So let me not uh, that year. Uh, <laughs> but, but I will say also the thing. Man, fuck a Meryl <laughs> Street, whoever it is. <laughs> you know, Meryl Street ain't getting nominated for no Best Supporting, brother. Come on, stop it now. You know, she. Like, <laughs> oh, you, yeah, oh, you said Supporting. Now, okay, right. <laughs> um, 
But I think there is something to just watching Journey go through. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like this character went through so much, you know, from the mom being spooked and kind of locking everybody in the house. I thought she played a child so well, which I think is really hard for kid actors because she was acting for so long. Like, when they get locked in the house and she gets bored, she's literally on her bed. She's bored. She jumps up, goes to Megan Good's room, and, like, she looks at the door and out of nowhere just gets mad energy and just starts banging on the door. What are you doing in there? (laughs) Or the bathroom door just starts banging on the door. And then that's not enough. So she goes, looks in there, gets the little fake snake, looks at it, smiles, and takes her brother's glasses and puts the snakes there. And then it's like, it's just a, a nice evil smirk. And then she just goes downstairs and we're like, we're just waiting for her to scream. I hate her. I hate her. I man, I thought it was so. Yeah, good. because what else? I mean, what are they supposed to do? They're like sitting inside for who knows how long. Honestly, <laughs> it's messed up. It yeah. is messed up. That's the thing. You're like watching. You're like, it is messed up to keep your kids inside because, like, some, you know, fortune yeah. teller. And it's why and it they even, would like. And it's not even what the fortune teller. It's not even like the fortune teller was like, you got to keep your kids inside. The fortune teller just said, look look to your kids and then also the other you know her sister-in-law saw some kid getting hit by a car but didn't even know what kid yeah (laughs) she's like all right you're staying inside the whole summer oh when that happened though i screamed to i screamed it does i was like this is us we're in covid (laughs) (laughs) and i feel but i feel like like look to your kids right is like your kids there are things going on with your kids. Like one of them knows about your husband's infidelity. The other one uh, is yeah. uh, is is confused about her relationship with with her father. Like look to your kids. Like pay attention to them. But right. but instead, it's like she like holds them captive, which is why they would cheer when a kid is dead yeah. because. <laughs> they can finally go outside. Like that scene is so unnerving when they're like cheering. And the mom was like, "Don't be happy. Uh, someone lost their kid." But it's so funny, James. You hinted on something. Again, this isn't a spoiler, but I listened to um, the Lovecraft Country podcast, and it's an episode where I think it talks about something like this, where it's like, I feel like oftentimes black women, especially black girls, get left out of so many conversations. Like you know. We often talk about how often black men and young black boys get, you know, killed and assaulted by the police. But there's so many videos and footage where it happens to black women. I mean, from cops dragging black girls out of pools and shit like that. And, you know, on this particular episode of the show, they talk about black elders, you know, and how black elders will discuss a black girl and how to protect her and what is right for her and what she should do. But then... They will talk about her, but not talk to her or actually listen. So then whatever is happening to her continues to happen until it becomes something that's so big that it has to be addressed, where it's like brushed in front of their eyes. And that's kind of what happens throughout this entire movie. It's like, I mean, even it happens with sister and sister, like Megan Good silences, you know, Journey for an example, you know, and then at one point people are just ignoring Megan Good throughout the whole thing, who's going through some crazy shit until an instance of a sister on sister, like a moment, which I didn't realize was from this movie, just like that moment of Megan Good in the car and puts her friend grip like, shh, 
and looking at Journey, and all of a sudden the aunt knows exactly what went down. Like the aunt knows, um, and it's like one of those things that was behind, under her nose the whole time, but she just didn't look or listen because you know. I feel like sometimes as adults, you get lost in your own shit that you don't listen to what this kid is telling you until you have to. And by that point, their life has been altered in a way that, you know, can never be changed again. Yeah. I think that's It's irreparable. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was... Uh, that sucks, man. And the thing about it is, is because Sam dies, it never is fully addressed. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe that's the point. Maybe the I think that is the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so I mean there there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's so interesting because you have you know the sister-in-law's kind of character which is her storyline is kind of separate. I guess that's like the B storyline in the in the in the film where you know while um uh the the mom like uh, oh, sorry Eve's mom is told to look to her kids and she interprets that as oh somebody's gonna happen uh the sister-in-law is told you know you're a curse yes. and every man you marry is gonna die <laughs> 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 and and she's like you know she screams at her she uh, she runs away but she's like feeling it and then later on we get this you know random dude who kind of comes to her door who <laughs> Who also is you're like just like who is this guy? He's like kind of like you know he just it's it just because it, it's raining. It's just um, I love the line where he's like, "Am I disturbing you?" And she's like, "I don't know." Yet. <laughs> yes, he got the long hair. I was like, "What is this?" The long hair, and uh, he's looking for his wife. She sees that his wife is cheating on him, yeah. so she tells him that, and then they fall in love. Or at least into passionate yeah. lovemaking, and you know, um, and there's this monologue. Oh, sorry, there's this monologue that um, she gives uh, when she's talking to Journey. All right, this is a bit of it. She said, "Last night I had a dream that I was flying. It was such a fine feeling, but in the corner of my eye, I saw a woman drowning in the very same air that was keeping me afloat. And I knew without looking that it was me. Should I save her? Then I heard Lewis's voice saying, don't look back. So I kept on flying and I let her drown. When I woke up, I told Julian I would marry him. He wouldn't have it any other way. Maybe God will be kind and allow me to go with him. I'm so tired of being left alone. Man. And I was just like, oh, my God, man. First of all, that's obviously that's poetry. But it's also yeah. just like, you know, um, speaking so much, you know, to this experience that I, I'm sure uh, many other women have felt of just like feeling left. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Alone. And, and whether it is like so she's specifically this widow, like three time widow, which I, I can't even imagine what that's what that's like. Um, and but the thing is, like, yes, there's this woman who's telling her she's cursed. She's a witch. But I feel like society places so much blame on women for the for whatever is happening with men. Like when we when you like look and see this other stuff, you know, we're. I feel like we don't fully understand what happened to Harry 
was the the last one who yeah, died, yeah, but it's, but he was drunk, and it seems like it was a car accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? because that's what I think. Mm-hmm. I something. think Eve saw that. She saw she saw him die in the car crash. She she saw it in her yeah in her so vision. like so like he's drunk all the time. If he's drunk driving, like that's not her fault, you know? Right. Oh, but like, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't driving that night. He was being that night. He was I know. Being driven. He was being driven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Anyway, but ahead. but it also I guess could have happened not at that night. Like it could have happened right. a different at a different. That's time. what I meant. We yeah. didn't fully understand mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we learn what the, how the first husband died? The army one? No, I just I just saw him in an army suit. I forget like. Right. Maybe he yeah. died. At I war. mean, the death that her husband was killed in front of her. That was enough. That moment also scared me. The gunshot, I wasn't ready for it. Oh. I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but I wasn't ready for it. So it made me jump. Right. I, I was like, I, yeah, I didn't know if he was going to die in that instance, but I was like, man, that is some traumatic stuff where, like, that guy you cheated with, like, the guy you cheated, whew, and just showed up at your house. And, and, that, and, and then that is her justification for why she doesn't want Eve to tell to yeah. tell anyone about what happened because she's because because she's like if if you do then your dad's gonna die like she's and, essentially saying like if you tell someone your dad's gonna and die, that's what happens you know? because and that's exactly what because what is so fascinating about it is that you know once Eve hears about what happens to uh, Megan Good's character she like goes to the goes to the um, the fortune teller asks for a voodoo doll she's like I want to curse I want him to die. So the woman does curse him, but just I think that the interesting part yeah. is, and she kept making sure that she wants to do it, but I think Eve wanted to have the control of like putting him in pain, but not like just ending his life. And so the fact that she goes and runs directly, because even, I don't know how, we never know the distance of things, but I think people make sure to say like, did you walk all the way here? Did you do all of this? Like when Megan Good walked to get to her dad's office and walked to get her hair done and then when eve walked to the bar it's like yo you came all the way here that that bar scene i gotta say when megan good left the house defied her mom's orders left the house and then came down and saw that like she was like oh i went to the parlor beauty parlor i thought immediately like oh look she's like trying to look like her mom mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it looked like that yeah, like hair. her hair was kind of done in a similar way and i was like oh she's trying to like be like her mom and it and it i felt uneasy about that i didn't like fully mm-hmm. get but i did feel uneasy about that and like i mean man was that such heavy foreshadow oh well, i guess yeah. it happened, that, it happened that, that and night. the slap and the, the slap is so uh it's there's so much weight to it because it's not just like how dare you get leave my house. It's like you, she that slap is like trying to knock sense into her to, to be like, right. don't lust after your father. Yeah. Like that's what's behind that slap. Yeah, and she also, also says at one point, you know, she blames me for pushing him away. You know, like. So everything that you realize Megan Good is doing is because, yes, she has some attraction to her dad, but it's almost like I'm trying to keep the household together. Like, she even says, after the fight, I went down and I tried to comfort him. And, like, both stories start the same way. They just shift a little bit. Like, she went down massage and was like, I want you to feel better. I know this is bad. And so that's scary. But then when Journey runs into... um, uh, the 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 dad's friend who what's his name um 
the guy she's cheating with. I'm um, Lenny. Oh when man! She runs, oh yeah! When she runs into Lenny and she stops, and then she makes a decision that she's gonna tell him without telling him. Like you see it on her face. Like that acting was. Yes. She makes the decision to do it. It was so good. <laughs> Yo, when she said, when she was like, "Oh yeah, your your wife doesn't seem like the lonely type. My dad isn't either." But my mom and you, you guys seem like the lonely type. And you're just like, what? She's like, oh, so you're never home. Yeah, my dad hasn't been home. Like, oh my, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> and then when she walks away, she like smirks to herself. I was like, oh man. Yeah. And then and 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 I just want to say too, like, I I I love the sort of the the kind of the kind of commentary on 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 mysticism and on and on you know sort of like the unknown of like of how you know eve kept trying to figure out how to you know how to enact justice on her on her father and wanted him dead and believes that she killed him even though the uh his the woman ass. was it was like no I didn't you know like I'm not gonna curse him I'm gonna just like I'll protect your your family against him I'm not gonna curse you know but but still the energy that she's putting forth towards that you know she puts the blame on herself that he was murdered but also the woman was going around telling <laughs> people that you know that he was sleeping around with her anyway and then you know so it's like there's there's the energy that she put out into the world and then also the facts that were put out into the world and how, and she now also like puts that, you know, she believes that she's the cause of the, of the death, even though well, that she may wanted not be him true. dead. Yeah. She felt like she wanted him dead. She literally, you know, ha- had a pretend voodoo doll that she was sticking pins into and, and she like got a little bit of hair and gave it to the, you know, the, the woman, the voodoo doctor and, and she, so she's putting that putting that on her, on herself, but yeah, you're right. Like, ultimately, it's his actions that caused yeah. his own death, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's so, and it's so crazy because it's like, then we get this scene, you know. Before this, we got oh yeah, I don't know. We, did we even really talk about what happened with her, with Samuel Jackson, Megan Good, like? We get that we get that yeah. scene, oh, and this yeah. is making oh, good telling of it of like, yeah, I was there. Like, I went down. I wanted to comfort daddy. You know, she's rubbing. She's like giving a massage. Sits on her. They do like a little dad daughter kiss, and then they're like really kissing. And she's like, yeah, he started really kissing me, and then I try to pull away, and he slapped me. Um. And you're just well, like, she, oh but my God. she also said, she said, I pushed him and I must have pushed him too hard. I too must have, hard. I must have hurt him. She goes, yeah. I must have hurt him because then he slapped yes. me. And it's like, oh, no, <laughs> don't, don't think that this is in any way you're doing uh, like, oh, right. It was awful. And, and, and that, I mean, like how many stories, right? Like how many times are women gaslit with this? You know what I mean? Like it's just it would and but we're watching it. We're watching the like kind of the gaslighting. We're watching we don't know. We're at as the audience, we're looking at this 
and we're seeing this woman like doubt herself or blame herself, you know, we see journey be so upset. Um, and then we get to the end <laughs> and journey is reading this letter and we're seeing the story told again from the, like a different version of the story, which is no Megan good was the one who kissed him and was, and was treating that. And, and Samuel Jackson was the one who tried to push away and then slapped her because he was just startled by what she was doing, you know, and, and felt bad about it and felt bad for slapping her and didn't know what to do. And both there it's played, it's acted so well, both times that both feel super realistic and believable. You know yeah. what I mean? And also like the shot, slaps like, feel re- realistic shot yeah. uh pretty much the same like this this the, the the same frames uh each time so like it just feels like the same moment just the 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 approach is different it was amazing and and then so you're like oh wait oh shoot and so journey feels bad about herself she's like why did you lie to me and she goes to Megan good Megan good starts crying and she's like you know he wrote this what's the truth tell me and she says i don't know and you're like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh my god, because she said yeah. at first she was, <laughs> and like, we don't know, because yeah, because at first it was like, you know, why'd you lie? Why'd you lie? Why'd you lie? And then she's like, I didn't lie, and like, what's the truth? And when she's like, I don't know, yeah. And then oh. you know, Eve, they hold hands, and my thought was like, oh yeah, she's she's looking into her mind's eye and seeing and seeing what happened, but then we but we don't see it, and yeah, they hold you know, hands, right? They hold has, hands, and so oh right. It's great. I mean, it's I, great. I, I and also the reason he wrote that letter is because after that moment that the his sister saw the aunt, the aunt apparently approached him about it and accused him of doing something because he was like basically he wrote the letter to his sister being like I don't know how what have I done to make you believe I could do such a thing blah 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 and I'm like man also his his death scene I thought was shot so well. Like with the car, with the train coming, and then it almost like it was a, a a dream, but then like him kind of falling, and you see him fall under the train, like um under the train. It's like this is yeah, this is so well. Every time, every time, uh, reality caught up with a vision. It was so well shot. Yeah, it was like so, like the 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 sequences were always so so well matched together, and also and also blurred uh, like like how Bray was saying earlier. So wonderfully. I mean, you know, I think I want to, I think I finally come around to something James has been preaching about, you know, uh, for years with oh, this movie. what? What do you, what? Something I said? I don't believe in the Oscars anymore. Oh, what? I think there needs to be a time <laughs> when people of color just do their own thing. And I thought about this a lot because, you know, the Oscars are doing a lot to be inclusive, forcing people's hand. But I'm like, if I have to force you to include me in something, that probably means you don't want me there or want people like me there. So why would I take the time to fix your broken system? Why not just take what we have, the people we have, and make our own things? Like, why do we not just... We, we can make an award show that not only has the best picture, but has the best comedy. You know? Huh. They can have a best dramatic actor, a best comedic actor. You know? Wow. We can have a show... Where like unlike the Emmys and unlike the Oscars, you know, trans actors can't get nominated. You know what I mean? 
Like we could we could literally do the thing, but yet we keep depending on these white institutions to make us feel validated. Say that, Jarrah. Are you talking about the BET Awards? Or? Yeah, no, are you talking about thing, the NAACP Awards? No, are you talking about thing, is any of these my, things that already exist? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not, because the BET Awards is very particular to black. And to me, I think there is something to people of color. There is something to black people. There is something to like indigenous people. There is something to Latinx people where like they are also not getting nominated for these awards. Oh, you're talking about the BIPOC Awards. Exactly. You're talking Why about the BIPOC take- Awards? I just had to say right. both versions because I don't... I don't know which one's right, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about an award show that would award us, like straight up. It's like we don't have to sit here and talk about like one day at a time has been through four fucking networks and still has never gotten um, a comedic award on anything. And yet this show is so important to people that they have not been... Can- Every time they cancel, they're somewhere else. They don't like CBS. But yeah, we don't award the actors on that show. We don't award the show. Come on, man. Why are we looking at white people? Literally, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the year. Yes, Titanic was that year. Again, Jack Nicholson is my favorite actor. I love As Good As It Gets. The fuck the full Monty, dog. Damn. Like, you're telling me these movies <laughs> are better than this? what this black woman has done? We talked about Selma. We talked about how fucking Ava didn't get credit for rewriting the script. Listen, but Big Ass Rock did. is a good song. I ain't going to let you. I ain't, you can't be saying fuck the full Monty. The All full day. Monty, not in my presence. <laughs> the full Monty is a fine movie, but it, again, there is something about us having to prove our worth to people who wait. Don't is the movie the musical? From. I've been I keep referencing the musical. <laughs> I don't even it's know not, if the movie is. It's the not musical. a musical. It's not a musical. <laughs> okay, well, I love that song from the musical. So <laughs> my point is, is that there has to be a time where we're like, "Yo, cool," like, "Do you think?" You know what I'm saying? And let us do our own thing. That's all I'm saying. Like, I feel the same way when it comes down to even our comedy institutions. Like, people trying to fix theaters that didn't put people of color on stage. Why am I trying to fix that shit? And they quit. <laughs> Don't just say theaters like you ain't talking about once. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they quit. And then now it's a, a, a panel of people of color and black folk trying to fix you're, it. You're, you're describing one place. <laughs> Well, the other one that was super racist is trying to sell the theater. Like they're like, oh, fuck right. it, we got too many problems. Let's just okay, like, why theaters, are we trying too. to fix things that white people fucked up and now are giving up on? Because yeah, I, I think humans it. are like, we like um are creatures of habit, and so we have sort of been shown these systems that we think are the are the way to go and like are it. And so when a name becomes popular, like uh, a theater that will not be named or the Oscars, <laughs> which I guess I'm just going to blatantly talk about again. You know, we think <laughs> we, we think that, you know, those are, that's the way to go. And then that's the be all end all. And that's the hype. So we continue to, you know, we try to fix those systems instead of like being like, you know what? Fuck the whole system. Like the whole system is sh- burn it all down to the ground. Come up with a new system. That's better for everybody. Start from the ground up, man. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm just like, I, I am now realizing, like, again, looking at this movie and looking at some art, and every time you hear about a, a female director or a black director that someone's taking a risk on after this person's made a movie that was profitable and uh, had good reviews, Damn. it's still Damn. a risk. Risk. It's still a risk. <laughs> Listening to Patty Jenkins talk about the level of stress she had to go through to get Wonder Woman and how much of a risk it was for her to direct that movie after she did Monster and it won 
her actress, her her lead actor, an Academy Award, and it was still a risk. And I'm looking at, I'm gonna stop naming people. Whatever, I'm not. I'm looking at Josh Track, who did one movie and it bombed, and he still gets more movies. He gets more movies. This woman had to do Wonder Woman, dog. Like y'all understand? It is. She had to do Wonder Woman, and it had to be good. It had to be. <laughs> she she couldn't just do Wonder Woman. It had to be. It had to be great. And it was. Man. Lord have mercy. I don't you know, burn my bridges in Hollywood. So I don't you know. do bits anymore. John is quiet. John's like, I ain't doing it. I don't do bits anymore. Um, that's not a thing that I participate. I don't partake in bits at all, you know? Cause y'all know me, because I'm like, I'm a bitless dude, you know? I'm a dude that don't do no bits no more. You know? What is, why are you doing Cause like, like, you know, you know, started from the bits, now I'm here. Started from the bits. Okay. Now I'm here. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? okay. <laughs> no. What you, I what you mean? What started from the bits? You know. Now. All right. Now it's time I for the cause. <laughs> when you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. It's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. So if we feel, uh, feel that a film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist, Somewhat helped the cause, white palm. Didn't help the cause at all. We don't get anything. Count of three. I'm going to rate this movie. Three, two, one. Uh-oh. Three my, black fists. Hold up. Wait, nope. I got my feet up in the air, too, though. Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to get. The, well, that's not the rating. So. Nope. That's not yeah, a thing, I, James. Yeah. I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah, but it's not the rating, though. That's not, a, that's not how this works. They need Eve's oh. bio needs to know. That I'm putting all the just all the appendages. All right. Well. All right, James. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. We. I, I gave it a black fist because obviously every single actor in this movie is incredible. <laughs> um, Journey is crushing it right now. Um, I mean, yeah. Like K- Casey got to direct uh, Harriet. Uh, it, I think directed a couple of. Um. Well. She, oh, yeah. She directed some of the. She's she has her own miniseries coming out soon. All right, that's about it. You know. Okay. Um, I gave it a fist because I, again, really enjoy this movie. I think it's so shot. So I think fact the fact that this movie exists, and maybe at the time it made a couple, it made some money, but it wasn't you know, it wasn't fully given the credit to deserve like with awards and things like that. But the fact that it's in the National Film Reserve, I think that is very important to show like this movie is impactful and will continue to be so. So I am I'm here for it. Love it. Love it. 
All right. Yeah, I guess James already said his thing. I already said it. I put I put my I put my I put okay. all right, you put your feet. Yeah. <laughs> put his foot up. You put your feet in there. I got I put it. Yep. My, like what more is there to say? I mean, I put Yeah, you guys should really watch this movie. It's 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 really good. Please, um, please. It's so good. Oh, I was just going to do our, you know, little uh, tag social media. You can follow us at Black Man Podcast. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. Get links to our merch, uh, our Patreon, which we don't do new episodes on anymore. But if you want to listen to the the one year's worth of episodes we put on there, you if can. If you want us to do Lovecraft Country. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Tweet, tweet at us, ask, you know, because then we well, can talk about it. Well, people did. People, a lot of people did want us to do Lovecraft Country. <laughs> now they're done. Oh, really? Now yeah, the Lovecraft yeah. podcast we is enough. We talked about possibly. <laughs> the actual Lovecraft podcast, they're like, we're we, we don't need to hear We could have done it, but, you know. We don't need to hear um, the next time. I will say, uh, uh, <laughs> you have a Forever Dog Plus. Uh, yes. If you want to listen to this podcast and other great forever dog podcasts with no ads you can do that hold up no ads no 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 no. yeah man no no ads i know i'm getting um and if you rate and review us five stars on itunes we'll read your review on the air this is by dev 90 i agree with dulce (laughs) just finished listening to the review of like a boss with guest dulce sloan and though i hadn't seen the the movie, I thoroughly enjoy the episode. They'll say it's hilarious, and as always, the guys bring a smart, funny, and insightful take on the films they review. I've been listening to the pod for a few years now, and I love it. It's become a highlight of my week. And I also really, really appreciate the mental health check-ins that the guys have been doing this year. As we all know, 2020 has been trash, and I've truly <laughs> appreciated getting to know the guys a little better through those check-ins. Thank you. Glad to hear Gerard is doing better mentally. Love you guys and the pod. P.S. I 1000% agree with Dulce that Astronomy Club being canceled is a travesty. And James, Cat Williams' skit is iconic. Thank you. P.P.S. Would love for you guys to review Just Mercy, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx film. It's a timely movie with great performances and it's now available on HBO Max, I believe. Oh, did we not do that? Have we not done that? No, we haven't done it. Yeah, we gotta do that. We do. Uh... Wow. All right. I thought we did that one. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, guys. Because we, uh, we, we almost did it, and then we did the and then we did the banker instead. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. And then this is by Nothing Else Anthony. Favorite podcast? I love this podcast. Just had to get that in because it was such a nice, short, short sweet, sweet review. Hell yeah. Love it. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Yep. Oh, yeah. You can right. follow me at John Braylock. You can follow me at James Third Comedy, James Third Comedy dot com. Third is three RD. Lord have mercy. You can follow me at Gerard Milligan. Oh, and this is not, I have no affiliation with this, but I think if you are a horror fan, um, there's a, a documentary on Amazon called Black Noir, and it's just just a history of black people in horror, and it's just really, really good. It's a lot of famous actors and creators in it. It's such a good think piece. Um, I heard about it after listening to the Lovecraft Country podcast. You should watch it. You got Amazon, baby. It's good. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Peace. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. 
check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all of the latest Forever Dog news.